us on another edition of the Be Contagious Leadership Experience. And today, we have an amazing guest, actress, writer, producer, director, wife, mom, Chanel Azoro stops by the neighborhood and talks about growing up in Alabama, her big C dreams of being an actress, and how her journey has been filled with ups and downs, but it's so, so worth it. So sit back, enjoy, take some notes, and listen to Chanel Azoro. Oh, another amazing, spectacular, tremendous episode of the Be Contagious Leadership Experience. I am excited that you have decided to spend or waste your time with us today. I've got another amazing guest. We have Chanel Azoro. She is superwoman. All right, I'm going to tell you about her, guys. She is an actress, director, producer, writer, mom, wife. I mean, I could keep going, but you'd be very tired of hearing my voice. Chanel, what's going on? Nothing much. Trying to stay sane. I know. I know. If you're listening to this right now, we are in the midst of the coronavirus um, yeah. and we're all inside and everything else. So, Chanel, I'm so glad that you, you joined us, you know, for the for the very few viewers, I'm sorry, listeners who don't know who you are and how amazing you are. Give us like the elevator spiel of who Chanel is. Um, mainly an actress. I come from Huntsville, Alabama. I went to school at ACT, which is in San Francisco. Then I moved to Los Angeles and I've been in a couple of films that you may have seen. Um, Betty and Coretta comes on like every Black History Month on Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, recent film I've been in films, Nostalgia with John Hamm. And most recent is Don't Let Go with David Oyelowo. Um, yeah, I'm an actress. Wow. That's my elevated speech. Yeah. Now, I tell you what, though, I mean, like, I think... Being an actress, as you know, it's it's like an uphill battle. You are mm-hmm. you are auditioning, you are creating, you are doing all these different things. So, how have you been able to stay sharp over over years of your career? Um, I went to grad school and I learned how to appreciate language. And if the side hustles never work, I, I can always teach. Um, so auditioning, I keep a community of friends who are also actors so we can always talk to each other, um, lift each other up on hard times. I also take classes. Um, I also take writing classes with the company UCB. Um, I don't know. I just create my own work mainly to keep myself, you know, energized and uplift my own spirits. Right. Now this community of friends, how important it is to kind of have that tribe, that a bunch of people that you could either, you know, talk about what's going on, talk about your ups and downs. Like, is that something you develop over time? Um, what are things that you've done to really like kind of bring that up to, uh, to really grow from there? Tribe is a good word. Um, so I had my main girlfriends that I would always call when I first came to Los Angeles. And then it just so happened people I took classes with, I met friends along the way who were there at moments where I was at my lowest and I finally just opened up. And I found that just to have those friends to be able to talk to, you see that you're not the only one going through the hardship. So it's very important to like, sometimes listen to somebody else and see like, oh, I'm not going, you know? So you won't be so (laughs) egotistical and think like, it's all happening to me. Yeah, so it's very important to have that tribe. It's very important to 
not always talk about what you're doing, but to see like, how's your family? How's your heart? How's your soul? So it's good to have sounding boards around you or friends who sometimes I don't look at the things that I've done and I'm like, yes, I've done this, this, and this. Sometimes you need that friend that's like, bitch, you are doing it. Like, you know, (laughs) I need those girlfriends that are like, keep going. Or those friends that are like, can you call and pray with me? And I'm really huge on faith. And so a lot of my mm. friends come with like a background. We have a prayer circle. We cheer each other on. Cause like you said, it's like an upward battle, you know, and when you know mm-hmm. that you're not alone and that you have someone to pray to, it's, it's a little more bearable. It's not easier. It's, it's mm-hmm. more bearable. The, when, when you've gone through your career, you know, obviously those, those prayer moments, those friendship moments are, are super important. But has there ever been a time where you're like, you, you did a project and you're like, there's a party that's like, you know what? I made it. I, like mm. I am right now. It's going to be, you know, can continue to be amazing. How did you deal with those moments? And when it didn't go to your expectations, how did that affect you? And what did you do to get over them? Actually, when I, first, I booked um, Betty and Coretta fairly early when I first came out to Los Angeles and I felt like, Oh heck yeah. Cause it was up with <laughs> Mary J Blige and um, Angela Bassett. Mary J was my mom. I was like, hell yeah. I done made it. Like <laughs> after this, I can use this tape to go and see this person, this person. It was quiet after I did that movie. Nobody was mm-hmm. calling me. No one was knocking on my doors. I kept begging my agents like, what's going on? Like, can y'all send me out? Can you introduce me to someone? It was really quiet for years. And I think that's when I started to create my own work. That's when I started mm-hmm. writing myself. Um, it didn't happen overnight. It took me really realizing and asking myself, why do you want to be an actress? Is it for fame? Like, what's your timeline? And when I didn't see a timeline and when it was like, I can't do anything else, I want to do this. Like, I feel like if I was to give up today, <laughs> I would every day, it would be like, I dropped like the best relationship of my life. And I'm like, oh, but he's going to go and find somebody else and get that looks like me is going to, you know? And so I can't give it up. Like the feeling that I get, even the hardships, it's like uh, I'm addicted to it. Like I need it. Mm -hmm. So I I believe what I'm saying is it's all my purpose. I found out that it it has a deeper purpose for me. Because even when I was a child, before I even knew how things work. I was in my room trying to create plays and like make my siblings like do certain things. So I think I started to tell myself, this is your purpose, no matter what, you need to keep going. Yeah, I was gonna talk about. Yeah, I answered Oh yeah, 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 you didn't know, it was, was, no, absolutely. Because you really talk about purpose and you talk about obviously you had this, you know, when you were younger creating plays and everything else. Was there a moment, that aha moment, like, ah, so this is my purpose. When did that occur? Or has it just been just a combination of things that happened over life? It's a combination. When I was in college, so I didn't go to college for acting first. Mm -hmm. I went for biology. I was undeclared, then went to biology. And I met my now husband in college, and he was a theater major. And I saw him in a, I was taking like a a theater, like beginner theater class for an elective. And um, I saw him on stage 
and it was like a 10 minute play. And I remember thinking like, this dude in Alabama <laughs> thinks he's gonna be somebody. <laughs> Just the way he believed in everything he was doing. And I'm like, we are in Birmingham, Alabama. And this dude is acting like he's Denzel. I was kind of hating on him a little bit. And I remember just being in that class and my attitude kind of changed because he believed something. So something ignited from like, oh, he, he has that. And it was something like I could either like try and copy him and chase after him or I could ask myself, like, what is that that I'm hating so hard? You know, <laughs> but it ignited something. And then all of a sudden his teacher goes, you should go to the next class. She was like, you're pretty talented. I was like, my mom is not going to go for that. Because if I wasn't like saying, coming home saying I'm going to be a doctor or a lawyer or a nurse or whatever, she she wasn't hearing it. And so I was like, no, my mom doesn't want me to do that. She was like, we'll give you a scholarship. And I was like, oh. So basically, basically the scholarship was like a job in college where we had to go to different class, um, different high schools, and we did Shakespeare. And so um, I did that. I liked it. Me and this guy, we started talking. <laughs> and it became more like, oh, it was, he kept feeding something in me that I had let go of like a long time ago. And it just started hitting me through our relationship. I was like, either I like him or I want something he has. Right. Fast forward, we're here. But it happened. I just remember that moment when people ask me like, when did you become a professional actor? And I, I think it really did. The bug bit me when I saw my husband. I was like, how dare he be so free? You know, <laughs> I wanted that freedom. And so that, that I remember, I went home, told my mom I wanted to be an actress. And she was like, just like I predicted, like, oh, hell no. But then when she saw that I got into like one of the top 10 grad schools, she was like, oh, you might be for real. And then she came and saw me perform, and she was like, I knew it all along. <laughs> <laughs> they always say that. Always right, say that. Right, And I just, I can't say nothing because I don't want to get slapped. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, I, I love what you said. Like, you said that when, when you met your now husband, it was you either wanted to be with him or get something from him or because of something that you... So I guess we could use the word like hated or despise or, or, or whatever it was like. Talk about how you then acted upon that. I know, you know, they said, hey, you know, you can get a scholarship and you're pretty good at that. But it still takes a leap of faith to say, wow, this is something I want to do. It's not a steady paycheck, but I'm going to take a chance on me. Like, how, talk about that a little bit. You know, it took that teacher looking at me and saying like, no, and her saying like, we'll give you a scholarship. It took somebody on the outside because I can be very like self-deprecating. I'm like, no, no, you know, and I just didn't believe it. Like in Alabama, like everybody, right. you know, and I still don't believe it when I meet people in LA that's like, oh, I'm an actor. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, you're an actor. But it took somebody on the outside to say, hey, you can do this. And it seemed like every time I met someone, they saw something I didn't see. And I just mm -hmm. kept working because it was like, I want to believe it. I want to believe it because I felt something like I needed to be here. And I guess maybe they were fuel fueling something that I had kept like buried in there. 
But um, it did come to a point when I first auditioned for grad schools the first time, because I did it twice. Auditioned mm -hmm. for Yale, auditioned for NYU, Columbia, ACT. And I got callbacks for all of them. But there, it got to a point in the callbacks, in the interviews, when they sat and they, they were like, they wanted to get to know me. And I didn't understand when they said they wanted to get to know me, it meant authentic me and not me right. who wanted to put on, you know, I was so like, I'm gonna be professional. <laughs> and I think I learned my lesson where it was like, I need to be happy with me. That will make me who I need to be. And so when I found that out, the second go round, I got much further, people talked to me and I was like, oh, it's all, I, the confidence, I needed confidence. That's when I knew that it was my confidence. Mm -hmm. That's what, cause everybody else's faith in me. It was like, okay, this is great. But then I would hit a wall. But the moment mm -hmm. I knew that, oh, it's my own confidence in myself. So it took that teacher in that moment. But then when I auditioned that second time for grad schools, that's when it was like, huh, okay. Just start being myself. Right. I, that is I, I, that is one of the best pieces of advice I think everyone has talked about just being on the podcast. Everyone always says, you know, hey, you got to be yourself. But very rarely does someone share a story when it was that time where they weren't themselves. They're trying to be someone else because they thought that's what everybody wants, you know, from them with it. And I would mm -hmm. share with leaders. I go consult with leaders and, and CEOs and, and organizations. I say, listen, they always ask, like, what should my leadership style be? It's got to be you. Like, you have got exactly. to be you. Exactly. When you know you, then you're able to show the true you and then that vulnerability side, then you get people to, to come be, be a part of you and everything else. You, yeah. you talk about growing up in Alabama, <laughs> all right? You grew up in Alabama. Yeah. And you talk about your mom a little bit, like, I can't believe, like, you want to be an actress? All right. Like these are big steps. I'm, I'm always like, wow, you grew up there and now you're in a, in the big city, quote unquote, mm -hmm. and, and, and you're acting and doing everything. Um, if you don't mind diving a little more, there's a confidence piece, but what were some of the fears that really were like deep down um, that you were just like, gosh, I, I really, do. I'm going to go back home. Yeah. The fear is not being able to eat sometimes in right. LA, not having a spot. When I first moved to LA, I didn't have a spot. Like our friends let us have like two weeks. He he had moved to another place. Mm -hmm. And honestly, he had two more weeks on his lease. And I had two weeks to find a place because we were staying at the to the end of his lease. And there were moments where I was like, I'm not gonna be able to find a spot because I don't have money or job. And then I get a place, I get a job, I start working, doing commercials. And then there was a place where I was like, I'm never going to be able to have a family. I'm not going to be able to have the life that I want. Because I am from Alabama. I love big families, you know? Right. I love, I, I, I wanted like all the, like a car, all those things. Yeah. And those were fears that I had. I even had fears of staying in a car fears of relying on drugs, which never happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. also had these thoughts of like, 
whoever's listening, I'm going to be honest, yeah. also had thoughts like maybe if I did this drug or did this, because right. you see that's some actor's story. And I'm like, maybe yes. this, you know, you get to that low point and you think maybe I need this. Maybe I want to rely on alcohol or maybe I want to do this. But it was something that was like, no, you don't really want to do that. No, that's not you. Um, but I actually have a family now. I have a child. And that, that was a, a huge, legit fear of like not, not being able to feed her. Right. But um, I've been able to do that. And I've been afraid to go back home. That's always been like, like yeah. <laughs> you ain't going home no matter what. You yeah, are yeah. not going home, you know? <laughs> Stay in a hotel, you are not going home. I just gave myself things that, was like, that, that are like, well, I don't want to do retail anymore. Never right. did it since I've been in L.A. I don't want to wait on tables. And that's just me. Once I have a goal, kind of like you, like how you say, um, once you do something, you all in. All in. <laughs> that's right. Like, I'll go tutor. I'll go pick up trash. I'm not going to do this, this, and this. Um, I'm going to have my kids. I, I did that. Um, but thankfully, thank God, I've never stayed in a car. I've never been homeless. Yeah. I've always had something to eat. My mom checks on me and she doesn't want me to come back. She's like, keep going. I feel it. Now she's like, I feel it. It's right. I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things is, you know, we've, we've talked back and forth before, like you're, you're obviously you talked about your faith, but mm-hmm. you also talk about the positivity aspect mm-hmm. of it. Uh, as as well too, uh, from yourself, from your husband, now and everything. What are how powerful is the power of words that we say to ourselves? Mm. It's so powerful, so powerful. Um, you'll start to believe, like you can just say something, one thing but it'll keep repeating itself in your head. You know, mm. mm-hmm. if, if, it, if you're attracted to that. So if you say that I can't do it, I even watch what I say with my child. I'll give you this. <laughs> um, <laughs> like my child one day said, mommy, I'm a big boy. Right. <laughs> and in my head, I'm just thinking like, no, you a girl. But then I was <laughs> like, oh. I'm like, fuck, I'm fine. I just put a limit on her. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, wait a minute, wait, first of all, Hernando, can I curse? I'm so sorry. Yes, you can. No, 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 absolutely. Abs, curse away. <laughs> I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Then I'm like, she's so unintelligent. No, but she, I was like, no. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was like, no, you are the biggest boy. You are like, you better go, boy. And I'm saying all this stuff, like, go, boy. My husband's like, you doing too much. Like, you just say <laughs> And I was like, look, no, look at that big boy over there trying to, like, amp her up. But then my child was like, no, mommy, I'm a tiger. And it was like, she could just change that by just, just right. like, I'm this. And I was thinking to myself, I allowed something, just a word, because I was sitting there and I was judging it. So my point right. is... You could just say one thing and it's out there and not believe it. But the moment that you put weight on something, it starts replaying in your head over and over and over and over and over. And you try and flip it over. And that's because I gave weight to it. Or it was like important mm. to me to like, oh, no, I'm going to destroy her. You know, I put something on it. But that child was just saying a word. She was just like, oh, right. I'm, 
I miss. She's, you know, she can be what she wants to be. And it's like, um, for me, when I'm having bad days, you know, or a day that seems bad, you know, I hate, and I could just be rambling. Stop me if I'm No, no, you're good. I love this. I hate when people say, oh, it's a rainy day. I'm so slow. If we all believe that everybody would have a horrible day, but there's Mm -hmm. something happening when it rains outside, you know, some things need water and some people, they get rejuvenated by the rain. You know, it comes and washes things away. If you just see that the earth is just doing what it needs to do, you take that in. It's like, let me just breathe in this new air that the rain is bringing in instead of taking in that. That's how I see it. It's like positivity can be like, no, wait a minute. I don't have to take this in. This one thing you said, you know what I'm saying? Like just putting value on a word is what messes us up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. I, 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 I love the rain. Talk about how the rain, the rain falls. It cleanses ourselves. It cleanses with it. And you're so right. Like it depends. It, it not depends. It's what we say that we really say? could come to light. My, my mom is super religious and she would like, we would, we would pray every morning and she would make us memorize Psalm 91, which is like, you know, you could walk over snakes. You could be put on fire, but it doesn't matter because you love me and you're protected. You're chosen. And I was like, yeah, I'm chosen, mom. Whatever you say, mom, whatever. <laughs> right, and right. He, and even today, like I, I did my morning prayer meditation and I'm, you know, you, you, you pray and you're asking God. And then, then I'd like stop and I'm like, God, I know I'm asking you for all this stuff, but I'm also praising you for everything. But at the same time, you've taken care of me for like 43 years. So what am I so worried about? Like, come on, exactly. I'm with you. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so the, I think positivity is a huge part. You talked about you went into writing, right? When you writing, you have a web series, mm-hmm. right? Which is, I believe it's growing and growing. It's Roxy Wolfgang. Was that like, talk about that. Talk about where it came from and, and now how it's, how it's growing. And, and really that's one of those things that you talk about writing to get yourself moving forward. Roxy Wolfgang. I wrote it after I had my child and I needed something to do while I was waiting in the house. And my husband, he was, he was working on a show at the time. And so he was never home and I was the only one with the baby. So while she was asleep, I would just write things. And I'm a huge fan of Tracy Ullman and she's a British actor. You know her. Yeah, I do. She plays these many different characters and people in Hollywood don't see me as funny right now. And so I wanted to do some comedy, you know, Um, and people don't know that I can do many different characters, many different voices. And that's the thing about an actor. You have to prove yourself that you're marketable and you have Mm -hmm. to, I don't know, just wait your turn, pay your dues. And so this is a part of me paying my dues, just putting my own work out there. And so Roxy Wolfgang is just different characters. This one girl, Roxy wanted to be. a famous <laughs> actress, but she's going about it in the influencer way, which I felt was like really huge at the time that I was doing it. And her sister is another part of me that doesn't want to be a part of it. Cause like <laughs> you, you're, you follow me on Instagram. Yeah, like, yeah, I do. Some days I'm all into it. Other days I'm like, fuck the internet, you know? Yeah, don't want to do this. <laughs> right. Right. Both of them are me. And then there's an acting coach. And then there's this really famous British actress because at the time people were, 
going crazy of these British actresses coming and taking our jobs. So I was like, I'm just going to throw a British actress in there. And right. she's having like these fertility issues and her husband brings <laughs> in this surrogate without telling her. <laughs> I can't see the quotation marks. <laughs> she did quotation marks, everybody. Right, right. But uh, yeah, it was just me. Just I had all these ideas, wrote it, called my friends the day before, rented places like, hey, I'm renting a spot. Can you just play this character? And I had right. some bomb ass friends. They came off book and we just shot it in one day and I edited it. And I went and I met some people. A publicist was like, you should like try and like submit this for an Emmy. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? Like people really liked it. And I thought I was just doing something to like, hey, I got to get my creativity out there. Yes. I sometimes have friends that are like, you should put some of your Instagram stuff out. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but yeah. It's I'm funny. Very, thank you. I'm like, a, I'm always creating stuff. I also paint. So some stuff people don't even see. Some things because of the internet, people see it. But I'm always creating. And that's what I do whenever I'm just bored, it's kind of like an anxiety, anxious thing. Mm-hmm. It just goes out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I, I think I told you, like, I love your Instagram stuff. It is hilarious. There are a lot of times I just, you know, you just go forward on all these different people. And then I, I wait for yours because it's either like a song, either it's an <laughs> accent, either it's something. And I'm like, this is, this is good stuff. And I'm going to wait till the whole 15 second ends so it can move on to the next one. I love laughter too. I love comedy. I'm a huge fan of comedy. I have one friend that said laugh is God's greatest gift. And it is. And I've I've even like taught some girlfriends, even when they're going through like the most painful breakups, we just start laughing, whether it's kikiing about like, what did we hate about them, girl? (laughs) (laughs) It's like laughter just it it shakes stuff up and it's like, okay. It I does. can survive. And that's mainly <laughs> what black people do for real. Yeah. Cause like people are making all these jokes on the internet about the pandemic and stuff and getting offended. But black people, even in like the worst of times will laugh. You know, we got yeah. it. We have to, all the shit we've been through, we right. have to laugh about it. We have well, to. I was, it'll be uh, black people and Hernando. Um, and Hernando. I laugh at yeah. everything. And <laughs> <'cause> it's so <laughs> Yeah, black people in Hernando. <laughs> now you you're you've said it a few times. You are a mom and a wife, mm-hmm. and you do all these things as well too. I don't like using the word balance, but you're doing it. Like you 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 you're got you got everything going on. How do you do it? How do you stay energized? What do you feed your soul yourself where you can be present for all all of them? Um. Let me give you the honest answer. <laughs> right, there isn't a balance in real life when I'm living it, but people on the outside see balance. I think most moms, <laughs> they find this extra, like this energy in them that's like, well, if I'm not going to do it, it's not going to get done, you know? <laughs> and so I'm also an artist and it's like, God put it in me. I need to put it out. I need to do this. Uh. And I've been, since this pandemic, there are some things I haven't done that I feel like God is like, you need to do it now. I hear, I feel a nudge that's like now, 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 now. As a mom, it's like, I, I'll find myself like, if the house needs to be cleaned or if I have to like, 
do our taxes or something. There's this nudge. I know women that are listening to this. Yeah. It's like, you need to do it. And it's a part of leadership. There's this leadership mm-hmm. that I found that we were in Paris and we were all resting. And I was like, we did not get on a plane to just lay here. We were jet lagged. And I was, I had to be the leader to be like, okay, Chanel, you are this person. You have to, cause I wanted to rest too. But I was like, we all have to get this moment. Like Mm -hmm. moms have to be like, sometimes push away the wanting to be like everybody else. Or if you said, no, what does the baby need? What does the husband need? It's like, I'll let him Mm -hmm. get like 15 minutes of sleep. But we need to go out and take a picture in front of the Louvre right quick, you know? (laughs) And it's like, moms have to be that person that's like, hey, this is my family. I know what you need right now. Even when it's against, me wanting to like, oh, I want to rest. No, I have to be the one that's like, okay, let's go. And that was a recent thing. Cause like moms, wives don't wake up and it's like, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. Yeah, right. this. You know what I'm saying? Your mom had to come to let's read Psalms 91. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that is not easy. And sometimes the leader is like, fuck, I'm the one with the leader thing. So yeah. I have to, shit, I gotta do it. And that's how it happened to me. I woke up one day and I was like, fuck. Okay, it's not going to get done if I don't do this. And then everybody else starts doing their part. And so that's what made me love being a mom. But also, Mm -hmm. you know, when you step back and you look at your family, I was like, okay, wow. This this is nice. But it really takes that leadership quality to be like, oh, all right. I don't want to do this, but we have to. It's very rewarding when you listen to them. Right. But yeah, you got to, that energy kicks in. It's like, you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because during the whole thing there, not one time did you talk about feelings, you know, Mm -hmm. meaning like, meaning feelings are a great thing, but sometimes the feelings, because they're up and down, it stops us from doing things, right? Mm -hmm. If, if I, every time I want to be like, well, I feel like to clean the house, finally I'll clean the house. But how many times are we all like, you know what, today I feel like feeling the house. Just like you said, waking up, (laughs) I feel like to be a mom today. No, you just have to do it. Exactly. Exactly. We have to be on the schedule, even though we don't have anywhere to go. And I have (laughs) to get up and it's like, oh, I don't want to, but it, it, it's that it's that reward at the end of the day where the child is sleeping. She's taking a nap. That means she's going to sleep the entire night, you know, right. no matter how tired I am, you know, you don't think about it. Cause you know, the yeah. end goal, you know, the end goal It's for you just do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. I got one more question for you, Chanel, and you cannot say you. All right. So when they make the full feature film of your life, oh. who gets to play you. Who gets to play me? Yeah, and you can't play yourself. Do I have to think of the different ages? Oh, you know, yeah, that would be like a really good spin. I think you have like childlike you and then all of a sudden 20 you and then 80 year old you. Oh man, I... I have to say the actress's name. I don't um, know many young actresses, <laughs> but this. You know, we'll just find one. We'll just find. We'll just find. One. No, you know <laughs> yeah, what? Well, no, I played Storm Reed's mom. She kind of looks like me, 
So okay. maybe the adult me, she can play me. Um, there's, uh, she's much cuter than I was as a kid. But if people watch Family <laughs> Reunion, the youngest girl on there on Netflix, she right. can play the yeah. girl me. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that show on Netflix? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know so what? Cute. I can see that. Boom. Okay. Gonna, I, I, she's probably a listener to this podcast, so that's her next job. That's what she's going to do. Right, right. <laughs> now, um, where can people find out about you, reach out to you? What are the best way to just say hello? Because you've dropped some just amazing nuggets today to help people's lives. Uh, I have a website, chanelazoro.com or Instagram at chanelazoro. Yeah. Do I spell it? No, no, no. It's fine. I'll put it in in the notes. Don't worry, guys. Now you have to read the podcast notes in order to get to her, get to her podcast, but it's (laughs) (laughs) one more thing. (laughs) Yeah. Or just call me. That's fine. You all have my number anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Uh, Listen, I, I I am honored that you were able to come on. Um, I have seen you work live and in action, and the level of your talent is tremendous from the different, not even the different characters, but how you switch off, you're, you're different. I mean, it is, I just sit there and I'm like, I got to take notes because in my little old uh, acting roles as a referee in every basketball TV show, um, I've got to learn to be You're doing to be better, really well. You're doing really well. I watched you too. <laughs> and it's so good to see you though. Whenever we have yeah. those basketball scenes, I love to look at you and you have that same smile. It's a big <laughs> smile. And I feel like I got somebody I know in here. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's the thing, good. right? Like when you are when you're an actor and actress, you're around people you don't know. Like you have the exactly. like the extras. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I do make it a point to say hello to all of the crew members because I'm that person that once a movie is done, I read all the credits because I'm like, wow, all these people made this movie, you know? So I'm there. I'm like a fan of the people that are like, even the person holding like the cords or whatever. (laughs) I'm like, dang, (laughs) you, 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 yeah. But like the extras, yeah, I talk to them too. I like to see like who they are, what... What are their dreams? Because, you know, somebody will be an extra one day and the next day right. they'll be like Brad Pitt, which I think that's what he yeah. did. Yeah. All of a sudden. All it's like I was sudden. standing with you guys. Now I'm an actor. No, those those guys who carry the cable, my very first movie I worked on was Coach Carter. So they were moving the cables. Uh-huh. Like, oh, you should Google me. I'm big time. I said that on radio, on the podcast. That's horrible. So I take <laughs> I'm moving the cables. I'm helping to move the cables and the guy came over and pushed me and he said hey man that's not your job i was like we got to fight and then we didn't and then i asked another guy he was like no no, it's because of union rules you can't touch a thing i was like oh my bad man (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute he shouldn't put his hands on you though (laughs) (laughs) who do you think you are man the hell (laughs) Uh, uh, Janelle, I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on the Be Contagious Leadership Experience. Thank you for having me. All right. And I'll see you soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. You know, I hope you got a lot of great nuggets from Chanel. But what I love the best is her journey and her laugh is absolutely 
contagious. Go ahead and follow her on the gram, visit her on her website, drop her a note, tell her how much of an inspiration she really is. Do me a favor, guys. I know I'd say this all the time, but without you, there is no Be Contagious Leadership Experience. So when you have time, head on iTunes and give us a rating and shoot us an email at h at hernandoplanels.com. And while you're at it, visit the website. Remember, we are here to spark your mind, bring creativity, help you lead and serve for you, your team, your partner, and everyone around you. So guys, thanks so much for joining us for another episode, and we'll see you next time on the BCLE. Oh, 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 oh,